You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. With your hosts, Brent Radlinski from the Yankee Tavern North and Dave Van Robies from the Dutch Oven. Both of us are in Lethbridge, Alberta. Let's get into it. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer to sports talk, and a whole lot more. Show 164, December 27, 2021. Uh, fresh off a Christmas break day. We haven't spoken, uh, the odd text message back and forth. We haven't spoken since last Monday. Um, had a little debacle there with the audio and everything else, but it turned out all right. Jim, Jim, the sound guy, got it out there. We got through our Christmas holidays uh, in one piece. Dave, how was your Christmas, my friend? Christmas was wonderful. I had a, I had a great couple of days with my family, specifically my wife's family. My mom's away; she comes back tomorrow, so we're gonna do like you know the one of those post Christmas things on a Wednesday night. So that'll be like quick and painless. But it was nice. Uh, I felt really good for my uh, my in laws um, because. They had all every single one of their grandkids was in our house on go. Christmas Day, and 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 so you know just uh, I, I get along very well with them both, and I and I'm quite affectionate towards my grandfather, sorry my grandfather, my father-in-law, and and he just he just had a goofy he had a couple in him, and he wasn't over he wasn't over the top he wasn't hammered don't get me wrong, yeah. but just uh, looking at him looking at his grandkids and and uh and smile the ear to ear, making face. new memories everything else oh right? you bet he soaked every second of that in like and that was more special to me watching him appreciate his grandkids as opposed to me saying oh fuck i gotta clean this mess up when everybody's gone there you go no it's uh, <laughs> i was out in medicine hat with the producer's family we had a nice time. It was quite relaxing. Watched some football. Uh, had some very, very good, uh, good meals. Her, her mom went above and beyond uh, cooking the entire time. I didn't. Uh, she didn't have time to sit down. She had uh, made three great meals and snacks and everything else. We we're well fed and well, uh, well watered. Anyways, mom, mom, she's still out in Vancouver Island. They got hit with a ton of snow out there. On my mother's uh, out there in Abbotsford right now too. Yeah, they they got a ton of snow. So they went tobogganing on uh, Boxing Day yesterday. My brother and then the. Uh, sister and the family and Jim, the sound guy, they were all having a great time. Minus 11 out there today. I talked to mom. Uh, it's unheard of out there to be that cold. Elaine said that they've never been that cold in the 20 years that they've been out there. And uh, I said, well, it's minus 28 here. She goes, well, it's the same feeling, I guess. So anyways, Dave, we'll get on to, we won't talk about the weather and everything else in Christmas too much, but uh, Dave, I'm down at the tavern tonight. I got myself tonight's actually unofficially sponsored by uh, Fernie Bruco. I put it up on the, uh, the Twitter account earlier on, the unofficial sponsor, West Coast Pale Camp Out Beer. Quite tasty, quite enjoy it. I uh, got myself a six-pack of these. If you get a chance to get some, I, I, I strongly suggest that you do. What are you uh, What are you throwing down the gullet tonight, my friend? I have Phillips Green Reaper, uh, just the um, the mix pack uh, that I buy at where I buy my growlers at, on occasion. It's, it's nice. It's a good IPA. It's nice and... It is. It's it's a nice strong IPA, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy that. Then I'm gonna switch to the king. There you go, the king of beers. I got a couple BLs in the fridge just in case I run out of these <laughs> uh, these Fernie Brucos. I didn't uh, get as watered as I usually do at Christmas. I might have to tie, get a little bit uh, indoor tonight. But Dave, we're gonna talk a little bit of NFL as we usually do this time of the year, getting close to playoffs. The World Juniors uh, started off yesterday. Then we had uh, um, got some Hall of Fame debates, some stuff that I heard over the weekend. 
that uh, made a lot of sense to me. And then a would you rather. Uh, you ready to get into it? Whenever you are, man. Let's uh, let's dig in. Uh, first game I watched uh, over the weekend on, I can't remember what day it was. It was uh, Christmas or box. It doesn't matter, but it was. There uh, was games on Saturday, which was Christmas Day. Yeah. And there was a sports play on. The Thursday night game on, that's the first one I watched. It's the Thursday night game at Deanne's parents' place was the uh, the San Francisco 49ers uh, against the Tennessee Titans. Again, the, the, the Niners should have been up 21 nothing in the first quarter. Didn't. Came back to Honda. They don't lose. And Jimmy Gorgeous, uh, he went down with an injury. He was looking all the mediocre quarterback, though. I think we know that he is now. Jeez, uh, man, when you got a chance to put your foot on someone's throat like the Niners did in the first quarter, and like the first nine minutes, incomplete passes, interceptions, when they could have just ran the ball. I don't understand. We'll get into it this little bit uh, on this segment. But then I watched a game, the, the Browns and the Packers, and why they weren't running the ball with two under two minutes left, they're in field goal position. They were pounding the ball down the, the Packers defense's throat. And then you have a quarterback in Baker Mayfield, who's just not very good. And he had him, they, they passed three times, got out of field goal position, ended up losing the game 24-22. It made no sense to me, Dave. We said this before on this show, and we'll I'll say it again. The two of us have never played a game of football in our lives. We have limited knowledge compared to what most of our listeners do, but we just know what's right and wrong and, and how, how to get a game going. I could not believe what I was watching it more so in the that Browns Packers game that I, I, like, why are, why weren't they just running the ball, put it in a field, field goal position, win the game done problem solved. That's like, like, uh, yes, 100% in that Browns Packers game because <laughs> Baker Mayfield, was airmailing passes. He had no control. It was obvious. Like it wasn't, it was missed throws that were resulting in interceptions. And I think three nothing... first half interceptions. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it was gross. And like, and it wasn't, they were bad interceptions. Like this is just like you threw that ball wrong. And, you know, and we can make excuses and what have you, but, you know, he's the man in the game. If you're the pitcher in the game and you give up a home run, that's your home run. That's your interception. That's your bad ball. And you know what? Like, so he owns up to it, but like, you know what? Now your team controlled its destiny. Now your team does not control its destiny. And for a coach to not have the in-game management to say like, Christ, we can't put this game in Baker's hand right now. He's terrible. He's terrible at this juncture of this game. And tonight he's terrible. Well, he's not going to throw four. He's only he's thrown three already. Uh, let's and, it, and the thing is, in, in spite of Mayfield's shortcomings throughout the, that game, they were still within two points at the end of it, and they had every chance to win that football game against arguably the best quarterback in football, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers wasn't great, good enough. He's playing on that quasi-injured tour, or whatever it is. Um, but Mayfield isn't very good, and he wants big dough and everything else. And in spite of what was going on, Green Bay's arguably the best, not just only the best quarterback, they might be the best team in the NFL right now. And they had a chance to win that game. Like they had more than a chance to win that game. They probably should have won that game. And that's, that's the thing I noticed in NFL football all the time. When you have a chance to win the game, you must like, that's, that's the thing that makes perennial winners, perennial playoff teams. And the ones that don't like when you have that chance to close the game, when you have that chance to run out the clock, when you like, you just know how to win. 
Like there's a different style of football to play at different times of the game. Like if you're up 21-3 in the first quarter, you go for 28-3. You don't kick that field goal. Well, who you was put, it? You, Cincinnati yesterday, they, they ran the score up against Baltimore, and, and Joe uh, Burrow, he didn't hold back. He said, when you, you keep going, he said, this isn't peewee football. When you keep going and you can embarrass their team, you just go for it. And I yeah. agree with that wholeheartedly. 100 percent like, like if, it's i i don't agree with it in uh in the minor league like, like you say the the minors the minors i guess or, or 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 amateur sport i guess is a better way of putting it but when you get the, with the big boys you make a statement now because you know what you might not get that chance ever again and, th- and you'll remember that forever and it's uh we got you we we got you is it is it is it bulletin board material later on who knows but you'll always have that one step ahead of that team that you blew out one time. We're all professionals here. We're all getting paid to do something. If you want us, if you don't want us to do this, do something about it at the pro game. Fuck you. Like, I don't care. I have no sympathy for blowouts. Yeah, like, it's my job. You know, and, 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 you know, that was a pass. That wasn't like a fake punt or anything like that. It's a play we're running. This is a play we're running with three minutes on the clock. Yeah. If you don't want it to happen. Do something about that. It. Wasn't an onside kick or anything to run the score. No, it wasn't a trick play. It wasn't. We're a just playing player. the game. How we how yep. we play the game. This is it's not nothing drawn up to, to embarrass anybody. Be better. You be better on your side of the ball. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's just the way things should go. And I, it, NFL football to me, Dave, it's so frustrating because these guys have been playing this game for a long, long time. How in the fuck there is holding as much as there is. I get it. Guys are going by you grab it and everything else, but the amount of penalties that I watched, cause I watched a lot with the, the producer's dad and, and her brother more, more so than I usually do on, on a weekend, the amount of penalties that there are on a game to game basis to me is astonishing. It is astonishing. And, and I do believe that the NFL could be the hardest game to officiate. You can, you can throw a flag on every play and it just depends on, on who sees what, what they're allowed, going to allow someone to get away with. Um, like these uh, holding behind the line of scrimmage, behind um, the contact on field, there's penalties missed all the time. Um, uh, oh. So with these referees throwing flags all the time, it's so frustrating as a fan. I can only imagine what the the players and the coaches feel because you could throw a flag every play, every play, every play. And, you know, I I'm glad, I, I'm glad to see that they're allowed that like this hand fighting with risk with receivers and DVs. I'm glad to see they're allowing that to go a little bit more than they used to, but it's, because once that ball's in the air, as long as there's not pushing and fighting, like it's that's like a like that's like uh, five hundred back as a kid. Oh yeah, when I that remember ball's, that. When that ball's in the air, it's a 50-50 ball. It's like a rebound in basketball. Anyone should be able to do anything to grab it. But Dave, there like I I don't know the rules well enough to make a judgment or but I'm gonna make a statement because it's you know it's our podcast. That's what we do is make statements. Otherwise, it'd be dead air. But there was a couple plays in that uh, in that Packers Browns game where I can't remember the player's name. It, it doesn't matter. He didn't turn back once and look where the ball was. The the defensive back, the the ball was he was just 
all over the receiver. And to, I always thought that it was, you have to make a, a, a turn your head, turn your head, look at the ball, see where it's coming. He was just blanketing the receiver and there was no, and there was no flag. And I, there's such a discrepancy in what's called and what's not called that maybe the, the, the players don't know what's right and wrong to an extent. You know what I like? You should know the rules, obviously, but maybe they don't know what the rules are because it's getting called so inconsistently as well. That's not impossible, but I, I would disagree with that. You know, I think some of these DBs are in over your head like that. That's the hardest job in professional sports. I've, I, I think a defensive back is the hardest job in professional sports. Well, they don't even know how to catch. They can just knock things down. Well, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> like, you know, the, the receivers are, like, you know, 6'1 to 6'3", and they know what they're going to do. And yeah, why are defensive backs are, always so short, it seems? Because they have to be quick. Because they have to be quick. They have to have the wheels they're like so they can jam them at the line. But after yeah. five yards, they're not allowed to touch them. And how the fuck do you keep up with someone who knows what route he's going to read? Yeah. Right, like a perfectly thrown ball is impossible to defend. Would it not be a wise decision to have a, a guy on both sides of the ball in that position, like a receiver? Like you know, yeah. playing? But then you'd be tired, don't? How tired can you be? Half the time they're 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 doing running plays, anyways. I'm just throwing that out there. Like I, I've, well, I've never. It's not impossible. The, the the Patriots did it, and and you know what? Maybe like you know this one might be the Yoshi Otani of the NFL, like uh, like uh, lead the league in receptions and, and, and interceptions and, and, and interceptions. In the same because league. like well, Sanders did for a while that he was on both sides of all D, me on Dion Sanders did that for a while, but no, he wasn't great at it. He was a good yeah. athlete, but he wasn't very good at. At, at everything we did. Sanders gets a, a free pass because he was that two-sport athlete who was good enough at everything, but not great at anything, in, in my opinion. Well, he was a great defender of the pass. Yeah. He didn't know how and, to and, he didn't, and he's a guy like I'm saying, he didn't have to know how to catch. No, but like he was a punt returner extraordinaire as well. He was yeah. a special teams player. No Gizmo but, Williams, uh, but whatever. You, yeah. <laughs> My 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 crank on uh, Deion Sanders was he didn't know how to tackle. He did not like to get hit. No, yeah. he he like hung on to a leg and dragged him down. He never initiated contact. Wasn't his game. But when uh, he was like kind of one of the original shutdown corners, like he was so good, so fast. Yeah, it's uh, it's the game's just. I, I think the game's a lot different now than it was when Sanders was playing. The rules are just so up in the air, and there's so many, there's so many new guys all the time. And I don't know, it's just so it's just such a, a high turnover sport that these guys are doing their they're, they're learning on the fly as well. I think. Well, you know, and also too, when we think back, Deion Sanders is only the second best Sanders to play in that generation, right? Yeah, Barry. Uh, was Barry really, really was quite a- good. He was so good. He was such a joy to watch. That was like a pinball. Dave, we got the we got the college football. Sorry, Sorry. pinball. Yeah, yeah. Who was better, pinball? Who was better? Well, before segue into later on, who was better, pinball Clemens or Gizmo Williams? Uh, I'm gonna put Gizmo Williams because Gizmo was was really good. He was fun to watch, actually. Yeah, he was fun to watch. Big, big, huge smile with the Dave Letterman gap in there, and big freaking arms. Hey, like he was a big guy for like he was 
stacked for five Lego. foot eight and four feet wide. If and that, yeah, if real. five eight, yeah, yeah just great. a cannonball. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, Dave, we got college football playoff happening uh, Friday night. You got Alabama, Cincinnati, then you got Georgia, and uh, your Michigan uh, Wolverines. Uh, what do you got in the two games? Are they going to be close blowouts? What do you What do you think is going to happen in the two games? Oh, I'm praying for Cincinnati to make it. You know what? I'm praying for Cincinnati to make this close more than yeah. I'm praying for Michigan to win. Because I think this has a chance to be like a 52 to three game. Alabama against Cincinnati. Yeah, it's, it could, it could get, I think Cincinnati has to keep it tight early or it could be a runaway quick. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I'm rooting for Cincinnati. I don't, I think uh, Alabama is a 14 point favorite right now. And I would put, if I was a gambling man, I would put money on Alabama all day. I can't, I simply can't see Cincinnati hanging with Alabama. I can't either. No, if I can't Cincinnati either. can make some special plays, pull all the tricks out of the book, just be like high in life and, and, and like, if Cincinnati thinks they're going to be happy to be there, they're gone. They're gone. Maybe we'll put some a few bucks down on Bulldog or something tonight. We'll uh, look at some bowl games in the coming days. We'll do that uh, on on the air tonight. But and the other Mich game, the other Michigan game, I think I think Michigan's going to win, beat beat Georgia. I really I really do. Michigan Georgia are two teams that uh, line up nice head to head. I think yeah, I think exactly. Michigan, they they, they seem to be a good football game. I really do. They both uh, take pride in their defensive approach to the game. Um, uh, Michigan, I think, has a couple of different better playmakers, and and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like I'm, I'm really rooting for Michigan. Like that's no, that's no lie. And and we'll see what happens there. I just don't. I, I don't, don't think I've ever cheered for a Big Ten team in my life when it comes to college football, college sports, nonetheless. But I'm sure I am really cheering for uh, Michigan on on Friday night. I'm sick of the SEC raw raw shish boom bah, crap. Enough with the SEC. Um, it's a good, it's a great conference. Uh, they get a lot more credit than I think that they deserve. And I really want to see Michigan win that game on, on Friday night. Go blue. Go blue. Anyways, fourteen twenty podcast. Four viewers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Go Big Ten. Here we go. 1420 Sports Podcast, four viewers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, when I started this podcast 16 months ago, whatever it's been, uh, I was kind of a, all sitting around the, uh, the the bar room with uh, you and the guys like we used to 20 some years ago, and and uh, BSing about sports and topics that would that would get to whether I was right or wrong or indifferent, just get, uh, topics that would get guys riled up a little bit. Maybe I'd say the odd thing that I knew wasn't true, but I just like to hear the responses from guys just to get their their feelings on thing and and throughout the uh, the months that we've been doing this or the and the the year and a half or whatever it's been uh we kind of do that to each other a little bit where we we kind of get the get each other riled up a little bit with and just to, to hear the response and the one that can always get a good barroom conversation going uh wasn't for covid times we do it a lot more but uh it's the hall of fame discussion and it's not a pete rose thing but we'll get to that one one day with Maybe we'll get somebody else on to be the uh, the mediator between the two of us and or have a third third view on that. But Hall of Fame discussions are an easy, easy, easy discussion uh, when guys have had a couple of beers in them and how it all works out and guys who, who should be in, shouldn't be in. But Dave, one thing I think we can agree on is that if you 
are going to be a Hall of Famer. The day you retire, and it's like no doubter, I don't think there should be a waiting period. Uh, we had the tragedy with Kobe Bryant. Well, Jesus, how many months ago was that now? 18 months ago before we were, no, it's been two years now, almost 20, 22 months ago. When a guy's a guaranteed Hall of Famer, should they not get put in like right now, just in case there is a tragedy that does happen, the guy doesn't get his day in, day in the sun? Um, no, no, he's still got to wait. I think he's still got to wait because what if he come back? Um, I think Mario Lemieux actually played a couple of games in, in, in the NHL as a Hall of Famer because of his cancer and all that. Something kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they made him an automatic. Um, Gretzky was an automatic. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cry on that. Don't worry about that. But I think the waiting period is good. Let it let it let a let a person's career soak in. And and if anything comes to light for whatever reason, then then I'm okay with that. I'm okay with uh, keeping guys out for for different reasons aside from their on-field uh from their on-field numbers. Like I'll just put it out like from what you produce on the field isn't why you should be in the hall of fame it's like how you achieve those numbers you fell right into my trap my friend keep going and then and then like the numbers that you produce on field like how 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 did you produce those numbers um the fact that you might not be a nice person off the field uh you know there's there's that one fellow that said uh, in the old days like any club that wants me a member i don't know if i want to be a member of that club Right, like so, it's. I think the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think the Hall of Fame. To the generations younger than us, is going to be so watered down. It's because like the TikTok and Twitter generation. If you can't vote for it online, and if you can't, if it like, what have they done for me lately? And if you have to make it, make them wait five years. I, I, I think the Hall of Fame is really becoming not the thing to the next generation as it is to us. Okay, what it's I I I disagree with you. I think that when guys uh, retire, like a Kobe Bryant, when he was done, he was going to Hall of Fame. Um, just put him in, just in case something happens. There are some guys that you need to you know digest and maybe do some do some some research on. But you know what, the guys who who get to vote on this. They've been doing research on these guys for a lot of years. So there's why why hold a guy back who's an automatic guaranteed? I don't understand. But number two, Dave, should a person's post-career antics, whether it be a Kurt Schilling with his his comments, uh, Omar Vizquel got in a situation post-career uh, with domestic abuse, should a guy's post-career off-the-field activities hinder what he did on the field? See, that's a, I, I guess just the enlightened nature that, that that we live in right now. Like, so what are we, are we are we putting people in the Hall of Fame just for their accomplishments between the lines? And I'm talking, I'm, but I'm talking after their career is done. No, okay, no, let, but I, I know, like, I know. Let's I let, let, let's 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 just okay. Let's I'll, I'll 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 spread this wide open. Let's just say, for whatever reason, because Mar- Mariano Rivera, number forty-two, the greatest fucking reliever of all time. He's a trumper. 
And if you listeners from the United States, if you're a Trumper, that you, you have all the power to you. Let's just say, for the sake of podcast conversation, that Mariano decided to join the, the insurrection on January 6th. But let's just hear me out. Let's just say that that happened. And Mariano's voting time was now. Do you keep Mariano out? Can I get, I'm going to give you a different example. Is that, you don't get that? No, 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 like like this. Like Kobe Bryant is an alleged rapist. Absolutely. During his career. Yeah. While he was playing, he allegedly raped somebody. He was never convicted. And there's a story in Colorado and everything else. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. But there was settlement paid and charges were dropped. So that's real. Like we know he is an alleged rapist, but everybody thinks he's one of the greatest players ever. Well, he he did. There was a transformation of everything else, and I'm not I'm not saying I, it's I the right thing. I'm not. Like, I don't agree. I, I, I think the guy's a dirtbag. What he did was probably it was was shitty. Uh, alleged alleged things don't just go away because you have a few bucks can make them go away. It still happened. I shouldn't say it happened because there, there there's three sides to every story. Right. It, was, it, um, it was alleged it came to court and it went away because of a settlement. Yeah, something happened. Result. That's actually what happened. Uh, should he be kept out of the Hall of Fame because of that? Maybe from what, I, what, what, what we're getting at, because it happened during his career. Yes. So that so we can be agreeance. If you do something shitty as a as a human being, you that because a human being like a, a Hall of Fame guy should be. Uh, an upstanding person, good, good for the community, and a great and a great player that is um, not great, an all-time player. But you also have to be a good person to be in the Hall of Fame. That that's my opinion. Yeah, during your dur- during your career. Yes. If you turn into a shitty person after your career because you read something, because we've seen it, Dave, in the last 18, 19 months, whatever long, however long this has been. We've seen some pretty decent people turn into some pretty shitty people in the last 18, 19 months because of what's been going on. Exactly. Sh- like, because you never should really a, know. Should a player or a person be exempt for becoming a shitty person and be not allowed in the Hall of Fame because of something that they read and something twists their mind? Because we, we've both seen it where somebody, like, we've all read articles like I've read an article and you've read an article and that person and that person all, all of a sudden turns into this fucking different, like, what the fuck? You know well, what I'm getting at? Like, oh, no, I totally get, get, get you. And I'm going to say... Well, so if, if the guy, if yeah. guy hit 330 through his fucking his career and all of a sudden he read an article that changed his mindset, does that make him not a Hall of Famer? I'm going to ask you a question right now. All right. This who's, be a be- who's a better hockey player? Kevin Lowe? Or Theron Flurry, Theron Flurry, hundred percent. And Theron Flurry has gone right off the deep end, and you know it too. Oh On yeah, social media, like he. Is, I don't. I I I I block Twitter. Blah blah. I I don't. I, I don't there's think people Kevin, who follow. I, I there's, there's people who follow Flurry that I just I don't because I just I don't because they retweet. And I I don't want to hear it. I'm good. I have no interest in Kevin Kevin Lowe being in the the Hall of Hall of Fame, and we talked about that. Yeah, he, like he set the bar pretty low. Third, Flurry is clearly a better contributor to his team throughout his career than Kevin Lowe ever was. Yeah, but 
can't be Theron Flurry is a piece of shit that can't get that can't get a lot the of thing is, and the thing with Flurry, Flurry knows because he's still suspended by, by the NHL. I don't think he does though. He knows he's not getting the Hall of Fame because because of his his shenanigans that happened with drug drug addiction and everything else and blah blah blah. So now he's taken to another level and now he's blaming everybody else for what's going on. I think you're seeing I think Kevin. He's, I think you're I don't think Theron Flurry is that smart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's, it's un it's it's really unfortunate what's what happened to the guy. I mean, he's he's gone off the deep end completely. And that's what I'm getting at. Like if if Flurry wasn't a complete buffoon, and then all of a sudden he started spouting up what all the stuff that's happened the last 19 months in the world, do you keep him out of the Hall of Fame because of what happened? Because he he's he's out because of what happened during his career, and he never went through the testing and everything else and the, the stuff. But his, and numbers, just, but his numbers are there. But now that he's being a complete buffoon, does that keep him out for sure? Probably. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, if, if Theron Flurry had Craig Conroy's personality, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. But now they're like, dude, you got to shut your fucking mouth. Just shut your, just, just stop. Yeah. I, like, honestly, like I haven't, I, and like I said, I, I blocked him, not blocked, I unfollowed him. And then people that, that retweet things about Twitter, I kind of, I mute them. Oh, I'm just like, I don't anyone- need to hear it. I don't if need anyone does a retweet of of uh, third and flirty on my timeline with uh, with not being uh, making fun of it, yeah. automatic block. Yeah, no, I'll I'll mute much. them and everything else. I'll put them in, no, in my in, my, in the, the 1420 shit. Twitter jail. Like it's not that we're the most uh, level-headed people either, but I think we're we're quite logical when it comes to a lot of things. And flurry just <laughs> isn't like it's just it's astonishing. But yeah, like I I think that when guys like if you if something changed in your head from your playing career. But who you are is who you are. But I think in the last, like I said, in the last 19, 20 months, they, people's views, things have changed. Something They read something that just goes to, from one side to the other. And it's happened throughout like my in my, my, my professional and personal life and on Twitter and everything else. And since we've been doing this podcast, things have changed, man. Like it's just something, something's just changed in the world that people just like, what the, f-? Like, what the fuck? And people probably think the same thing that, that about how we see things too about us. So it, it's just different. Well, so now I have a question now as as professional athletes in their different sports go about their profession right now. Is the Hall of Fame something that they're going to attain to right now or they don't really give a fuck, they just want to get paid? Because, you know, like, let's be honest, if you're going to toil for the the Bucks or the Rays or the um, Pirates, you probably you, you can have just as good a career as someone that's playing for the Dodgers or Yankees or even the Jays yeah. and get a lot of eyeballs on you. Like, so what do you want to do? Do you want to just get paid? Like Mike Trout, like we're all agreed that he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer because he's Trout. And like he's he's played three playoff games. They got swept. Like, I think Trout's got to do something pretty fucking special right in the next five years to, to be a guarantor. Well, I he's think- really, really, really good, but well, what's he's he done, tw- man? He's 28. He's won, what, three MVPs? Well, like I, guess guess, really I guess that'll get you in, right? That'll yeah, get that- you in. Like, is, is he... Okay, let's compare... Okay, if Linsicum would have... would Okay, let's, it's a hypothetical once again. Podcasts are great for this. If Linsicum would have won one more Cy Young, he's the exact same player, different positions, but he's the exact same guy as Mike Trout is now. 
Well, without a doubt, but like, the, but he did, but but he did, right? And Trout's now already played three more years than Lincecum. They probably like Lincecum was what three years before Trout. But Lincecum has in. World Series rings. You're yeah, uh, not because of him though. Uh he helped. He he didn't hurt the team. Oh, yeah, exactly. But like, like you're not hurting. He he yeah. wasn't the yeah. He wasn't Baumgartner. Baumgartner won those rings. Yeah, but like I'm saying, if if Linscombe would have got that one more, because he got two Cy Youngs, I think you put Linscombe in if he gets that third one. He's the same I, player as Mike Trout. I so fucking at, love at, the freak. At this point. I love the freak. Don't Does get that make me sense? wrong. Like he's, he's, he, if he gets yeah. that third Cy Young, he's the exact same player at this point that Mike Trout is. Maybe we got to think With about championships. The, the intensity of the career. Like just burn hot and die fast, right? Yeah. Like better that. to burn out than fade away, right? You bet. There you go. Anyways, the Hall of Fame discussion, Dave. It's it's an easy one to well, maybe you know in the new year we can sit around and and uh, do this face to face with some some other guys because Hall of Fame so discussion. So if Degrom never if if Jacob Degrom never wins another game, so whatever reason he can't come back, who go like who's better, Degrom or Lincecum? Lincecum. They're the exact same career right now. Same guy, yeah, same right? guy. And we don't know if Linscombe has those. Linscombe has some shiny rings that that uh, Degrom doesn't. Yeah, but that wasn't because of Linscombe though. Yeah. That's what he 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 got, he he got rings when he wasn't winning Cy Youngs. Who's better, Theron Fleury or Tim Linscombe? Tim Linscombe, fuck Theron Fleury. That <laughs> I don't care thoughts about Theron Fleur are the same. Fox Actually, uh, there's a funny picture at my house here, Dave. I don't know if you've seen it when you leave the door. Uh, there's my dad back in the, oh, Jesus, 1940s or 50s, the, drinking a beer in the back of a truck. And the, one of the guys he's with, Theron Fleury's dad. Oh, yeah? Did he have phone books tattooed to his shins or something? I know. Or it's it's, know? it's a funny, funny little picture. Next time you're over, you take a look at that. Anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports, talking a whole lot more. The Hall of Fame discussion is an easy one to get fired up about. It, uh, it's nonstop. It's really quite simple. When you next time you're around a bar with your buddies, uh, people who listen, uh, give it a shot because it's uh, quite easy to get guys fired up about nothing. And, and, you know, it's funny because the Hall of Fame these days has become more um, a perception than the actual numbers, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, is it the Hall of Fame or Hall of Very Good? Because Kevin Lowe made the NHL Hall of Fame. The Hall of Very Good. It's become the Hall of Very Good for in, in across across the board. Fuck, just another reason to hate on Kevin Lowe. Just Kevin when Lowe. I wanted, just when I wanted to make that and get back with my eyes. They put that <laughs> motherfucker back in the Hall of Fame. Back in the Hall or in the Hall of Fame. Back. There you go. Right. Thanks, Daryl Cats. Fourteen twenty sports podcast. Four viewers sports talking a whole lot more. We'll be back to you in a second. Brought it up during the opening, Dave. The uh, Christmas time is uh, in Canada. It's the World Junior Tournament. We talked about this time last year. We had Brad and uh, Luke on. Uh, we we're doing those goofy stuff, but anyways, we talked about the World Juniors. It's great. It's the kickoff to the uh, the, the between Christmas and New Year's time. It's always a very relaxing time for me. I'm usually off work, which is nice. Uh, just things are going on. You can watch a game here and there, and uh, you get to learn about a, a lot of kids that are, that are playing for Team Canada and everything else. But Dave, uh, the last few years, I kind of, I wouldn't say I got a, uh, I don't want to say a sour taste in my mouth for the World Junior, but uh, I don't have the same affection for it that I did uh, 20 years ago. 
I, I just think that there's some teams that some countries, I guess, I guess they're teams and countries that, that get into the tournament because they have a 10 team tournament. It's a, it's a made for TV thing. TSN bought the rights, no matter what, what country this thing is in. And they're, they, they televise all the games, everything else. And I just find that they, there's, there's too many um, non-competitive games in the world junior. Now, a lot of games that don't matter. And it kind of waters it down for me back when I, I was growing up, Dave, I remember watching because it used to be the round Robin, there would be eight, eight teams. They would play seven games. There'd be a winner at the end of it with whoever had the most wins in the world after the round Robin would uh, win the gold medal. Uh, and there were some games at the end of it that uh, w- would sometimes be not even, that wouldn't even matter to the outcome of, of the, the, the medal, the medal winners. Uh, Dave, I find that now you get some teams that, that get relegated or come up from the relegation round that, uh, you know, they, they're the 10th seed and Canada plays, uh, let's say, Austria. We'll go over their, 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 their upcoming game soon here. But Canada's going to beat Austria by 11 goals in a couple of days. And I, I just find that the World Juniors is a bit watered down compared to what was get off my lawn, old man, but, uh, like how it was 20 years ago. No, you're just remembering. You, you have selective memory right now. Because those games that you're talking about right now would, would, would happen in, in any kind of environment. Um, the sad fact about hockey is that, that there's only four superpower teams and there's four mid-level teams, like three mid-level teams, and then there's everybody else. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's no international sport that has such a, a small degree of excellence in hockey. It's, it's Canada, it's the States, it's Russian, it's Sweden and uh, Sweden, and then Finland, right? Like, so it's those four, it's the big four. And then you have Finland, Germany's an upcomer, Austria's an upcomer, Finland's like an A minus. The Swiss always does pretty good. They do pretty yeah, okay. Competitive, right? Yeah, they're, they're pretty okay. And then you have everybody else. And that's just, that's just hockey. That's any any international competition, like in the Olympics, in anything. It's just like it's it's USA, Canada, Russia, and Sweden are the top four all the time. All the time. You just pencil it in. I don't care who they send. So that's what I'm that, that's four. why I think that that, that happened at 18, because you get the 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 and I I was shocked the other day. I thought there was a new country or something happened I didn't see on CNN, but they're calling the Czech Republic, uh, that, which used to be Czechoslovakia when we were kids, Dave. They called them Chechi. I was like, what the fuck? Did I miss something on CNN here? Chechia, like, what's going yeah. on here? I was like, well, geez, no, it's just the Czech Republic. But they, they want to be called Chechia for some reason now. And we, I don't know what, why, but they do. It's because just, they uh, asked. Yeah. They asked me, all right, go call me Bill. Okay, okay. we'll call. Hi, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So, and then, like, the Slovaks, right? So, like, like, so, so the Slovaks can be competitive. So I think you have those, those eight teams year after year, you might get a better tournament. And, and, because I think that you you get some dud games. I also think that it would be great for TV and great for the host countries when it's not in Canada, which is always seems to be in Canada. And I think that that's got to slow down a little bit too, is that it's always in Canada. Yeah, the COVID and everything else. But um, if they can set it up where it was Canada, because Canada is the dominant country in this tournament every year. Yes, they may not win every year, but it's a team that team wants that everybody wants to beat. If they could set up a Canada-US New Year's Eve game or Canada, Sweden, U.S. Uh, New Year's Eve, or Canada, Russia, New Year's Eve, 
whether it's, it's, it's eight in the morning or, or eight at night, I think that might be better for, for, for the tournament because the tournament's struggling a little bit lately. When, even when they're in other countries, even in Canada, viewership is down. Um, yeah, because I, and I think because there's just more sports available for everybody all the time. Now, um, we're not just watching this on TSN. It's not the only game in town. Um, this year's a little bit different, but like with, uh, with Christmas Day and Boxing Day on a Saturday, Sunday. So the NFL decided to uh, put games on Christmas Day and then on, box, on Boxing Day. Like, I watch that all the time. I did tune into the game last night. The Canada that power kid is good. Buffalo's got a stud there. He's a big, big kid. Yeah, yeah, you know, there was things to watch in that game. The first period was absolutely bonkers. Goalies then, were afraid of vulcanized rubber. There's no doubt about that in the first period, yeah. And then it turned, young Brent Redlinski out there. Yeah. <laughs> it turned into a fairly average game uh, after the second, and and like I, I did watch it, and and it, I watched the Americans uh, beat the other Slovak team. Um, oh, yeah, Slovakia, yeah. Or catch you. I can't remember it, but it's not. whatever. One of the two, but like you know, the states like um, hockey's <laughs> these kids right now they're, they're they're playing a different game than I remember playing. Right? There's the I, I don't know how to uh, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if it's um my my rooting interests are clear. I I want Canada to win. I wanted them to, to beat every game, but the game is becoming a little bit more fancy that's one way of putting it i, I don't want to say chicken shit but it's a little more chicken shit like my dad as my dad used to say i chicken shit but uh it's it's a it's not as gritty as it was back let's go 30 years ago when lindros oh. was playing in the world juniors and you got then you go to that night even that 90 uh what was it 95 uh team no what was it year in in, uh, in red near the 95 team you, you had uh, the, the first lockout year with those guys 94 or, and then you go to the 2004 lockout team where they were running guys over the double d on and everything else and and uh you had jeff carter and mike richards I mean, Crosby, there's Crosby, a lot Crosby. less sandpaper in the game right there's now. a lot less sandpaper in the game and, and a lot more kids than hayden and Jaden and gaden and whatever the fuck their names are it's a lot different than it was 10 years ago let alone 30 years ago when this, you're not going to see a P.S. Danny punch out anytime soon. So here's the thing we got to think about as hockey fans right now. Um, myself, I, I appreciate a good kit, good hit. I, I appreciate uh, hard nose hockey. I appreciate the fact that the NFL has tried to, um, make the game better for their skilled players. But now we're at this point right now where that I, I think the game of hockey has to realize that grit and hitting and fighting is a part of their brand. And we yeah. can't make every single fucking rule change. And every make- kid, every kid can't be fucking Sidney Crosby. Right. And that's what exactly. it is now. Like, you know what? I, 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 Sidney Crosby. 
is a, is okay. a solid yeah, amount of Every kid can't be that Zegers kid Nick, who flung the puck over the fucking net. Yeah, or Nicholas Backstrom, like with the hammer yeah. fist on his yeah. bad back. Like it's, yeah, like, uh, you still, like, I'm still the one buying the tickets and, and, and paying for T-shirts and this and that and everything else, right? Right. I, I, I think you still, you, you can't forget where you came from. And and this, hockey's, hockey's, it is different. I'm not saying that you need to go back to the uh, the Sutter days of the Leopards Broncos back in 1985, but there's got to be a, a, a happy meeting ha- somewhere. There has to be room for a Lucic, like 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 not a Lucic per se. There it is, Dave. But- you know what? There there does because you know what? Because with because there's always going to be one meathead on some team who takes t- who, who's going to take a bit of a advantage against your 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 stud stud guy. And if all we're seeing is is uh, is shinny hockey out there, I don't need to go watch the fucking ice capades. Exactly. You know what? And if I have a chance as a 220-pound player to fucking wax that 175-pound skill player on the boards, I'm going to lay a clean hit, and I am going to pace him to the fucking wall. I got no problem with clean hits and everything else. I got no problem with that. And there's there's an inherent problem, actually, in the National Hockey League right now, Dave, and I'm glad you brought that up. We've never brought it up on the show before, but every time there is a clean hit and someone does get laid out, there's a fucking fight. Why? Why? Keep well, your head up like we were told when you're fucking in tiny mite hockey. Keep your head up and you get hit. All right. Sorry. They've taken around away those Scott Stevensons. They have. Like the player safety is the utmost important. I get it. But, but they're letting a lot of shit go around, like those chicken shit hits behind the back on the ice. Uh, yeah. uh, sorry, on the boards. They've let a couple of those go um, lately. And like, so, like, if, if, if a guy, if I outweigh you by forty pounds and I can put you in the boards, that's not my fucking. It's not fault. my fault. It's not my fault. You had your head down. It's not your. It's not my fault. You were trying to do something you shouldn't have been doing in the, in the postage stamp. There's a hockey arena. It's not my fault. I weighed two hundred eighty pounds and I have a blindside uh, shot at your quarterback that weighs ten pounds Take less it. than me. I am going to hit him as hard as I motherfucking can, because it's within the rules of the game. And I think the I think the NHL is. Uh, uh, I don't like the way the rules. They're are losing. Being they're losing the the the, the fans and hot and, and they're losing fans, Dave, my age and older for sure. And they're Without losing fans. They're losing fans, uh, probably thirty five and older. And that, you know, is it like that? Are just like part, hey, is, it, is it? Is it just for the YouTube hits? Look at this goal. Look like. It's becoming NBA. That's part of it. That's part of it. I think it. I think it might be. I mean, it's, it's a it, huge it, part of it, it. It bothers me a little bit because you know the grit, the grind. You know the the Philadelphia Flyers back in the seventy twos. That that kind of crap. That that that's something. Yeah, we like I said, we don't need that. We don't need that left Bronco shit from, from the eighties. We don't like the right. eighty five. Like, we don't need exactly. that exactly. But there needs to be a half mean between the two. I think still. And it, like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like during the week, I'm going to watch the world juniors. I'll watch team can. I'll put the Jersey on, have some beers and they win. I'll cheer or they, they lose. And we'll have nicknames for all these guys. And, and we'll get to know these kids as it goes on. It just seems to me that this tournament has lost its luster in the last five, six years. I'm not exactly sure why. Um, I 100% agree. I don't know why either. I tuned into the game last night. And then, uh, like I said, uh, once the third period started, I turned, I tuned out. It wasn't. 
because it used to be an event, Dave, 20 years ago. Like you can't, like not even 20, 10 years. It was an event. You watch the Ever. Everybody knows where they were. It was later the tournament, the Eberly goal, the, the yeah. Taves thing, the the uh, the Saskatoon goal in 1991. People remember that stuff. That's a long. That's a long time ago. 1991. People remember that 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 uh, the uh, the the Saskatoon tournament. And now it seems like, well, you watching the game. Yeah, yeah. used to be. They, it's it's just it's just different. They used to and, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I I can't put my finger on it. When you and I didn't used to have a, a normal thing, that would be one of our things. Yeah, would be getting together on the, the 26th at a bar to watch a, watch, watch the game. The game. It's the first one, and, and then we and then, and, yeah, and it's a lot of times it's the first was, time. It's the first time you've heard of these kids a lot of times. Dave, okay, well here here it is. And well, like you know, just let me say, like, and it's like you said, this was before I had a child. I was, I was married, and we we were always friends, but we didn't see each other because we were in different places. Mm-hmm. But you would come home. When I say home, to to, to the fort or Lethbridge, and and that would be Alberta, point, yeah. That would be a point of meeting where you, myself, yeah. and Niner and Luke and Brad and whatever, yeah. watching the game at this place, and but no one say. And no wives saying we can't. We just don't. We yeah exactly. We the, just the tournament's not that interesting anymore, and I don't know what it is. I and neither do I. I don't know if it's because of our age or the fact that a lot of us have kids now, or no one's uh, initiating do you, do you, do you it. Do think? Know. Do you actually think because this is something that's kind of? Uh, we'll get off this quickly here. Do you think because there's so much information, we don't get the information? Because when I wanted to know about the World Junior Team, there was the hockey news. There was, I, I would watch, I would watch TSN more about it. Now, because it's at my fingertips, I don't search for it. Like, I, if it comes across, because I'm, I'm looking at so much other stuff now. You're not, I don't, getting, you're not getting fed the hype. I'm not getting, I, I'm not looking for it myself. So I'm not getting it because there's so many other things going on. Because there's so much information about everything else. I'm not seeing about this anymore. Does that uh, make sense? Well, no, I, I hear what you're saying, and I say this all the time too. Like uh, now, in my age, right now, I am because I have access to anything I want access to. Um, when I have my time to watch sports, these are the sports I'm going to watch. Yeah. And World Junior, and you know what? Like right now, at the Christmas season, my focus is a little bit more on my family. And then, so I'm not making time to to every else is a yeah. And your your boy doesn't play hockey, so I I get it. So it's different, but it's it's just uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, just different. It's it just is different. It, it is just different. I I don't have a reason, and I I don't know what TSN because that's also a thing too. TSN just like does numbers, right? And yeah, I imagine it does well, especially with the NHL on uh, on, on hiatus, hiatus right now. When they coming back, never. Anyways, uh, no, they're gonna come back because it's on January second. They're gonna have yeah. the hair, the, the outdoor classic or whatever it is they're on the first, and then go from there. Yeah. But anyways, anyways, Dave, no, I'll, I'll like I said, I'll watch. Uh, I'll pick up on <laughs> some players and get nicknamed for guys, and you get impressed with players here and there, and it, it, it'll it'll pick up. It just seems over the years, it's just kind of lost a bit of its luster. I, I just and that's just that, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm I'm uh, I'm oversimplifying things, but I'm just that's just how I am. I agree, and, and and I don't know the the reason either. Yeah. I used to really geek on it in my twenties and stuff. Like I, I've, I've loved this tournament for thirty years, but yeah. I don't love it as much anymore. <laughs>
Scott. Maybe this week we'll uh, hook up for a beer and watch a game together. Anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer with sports, talking a whole lot more. Go Canada, go. Simple, easy way to, to, to end a podcast, Dave. We do it probably every couple of weeks, but uh, something that I find quite easy. I come up with two guys, sports-related, uh, sometimes not entertainment-related to music or actors or whatever, and we uh, just do who is better. Most times are not connected to, to what sport or, or what to industry, but it's, it's quite easy. And it's quite entertaining. But uh, I got uh, 10 or so here. We get through them all. Who knows? Um, let's start. Uh, good, good fellas was on this weekend, uh, tuned in a little bit. Always, whenever good fellas on, I watch it. It's one of those, those movies that I, I just love. I don't know why it, it, it caught on to my, it piqued my interest so much, but I, I loved it since the first time I saw it on a, a bus playing hockey in Bonneville. But uh, I think good fellas is a great movie. What's your thoughts on good fellas, Dave? Like it, don't love it. I'm a godfather guy. I've never I seen know. godfather. That's that's and it was much. on today, and I was I was going to tune in, but I just didn't. I just didn't. I Anyways, was going to do it, and I am like I got five. I got six more days off, so I probably will. I probably will tune into it. But yeah, go one, two, three, and then like ah, three's three's a throwaway. One, two back to back is awesome. That's a wicked way to spend six hours. I got a back to back. Goodfellas, uh, uh, guys. Uh, let's start with Robert De Niro or Rob Gronkowski. Who is better? De Niro. De Niro has given me so much pleasure throughout his acting career. Um, he's fairly one-dimensional, though, eh? Uh, he's not one-dimensional. Like, kind of like Gronkowski, I guess, if you want to put it that uh, way. But yeah, exactly. But no, that's, same, that's not same true. Same guy, different, different uh, businesses. If, if you want it, like, because he can be comedy, like all the Fockers, which I don't actually agree with that. Agree. I don't I don't dig on that, that whole. Never saw it, yeah. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. He did three movies with them. His his comedic awesome thing was um, one, I think it was called Midnight Run. It was him and, oh, God, I'm looking at the guy. I can't remember the name. Hilarious movie. Grodin. Charles Grodin. It was uh, Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin in Midnight Run. Yeah. That movie was so fucking funny, and uh, it was really good. But uh, but De Niro with his work in Raging Bull, with his work in um, Taxi Driver, with his work in uh, Taxi Driver was a good good show. I like that. Taxi Driver. I just saw that uh, not recently, ten months ago. Me and the producer sat down and watched that one. He said it's a different. There is different. It's different. Good movie. It It was a different. Yeah. It has to be different to be good. I think because it's otherwise it's easy. So I'll say uh, De Niro before Robert Gronkowski. De Niro over Gronkowski. Okay, another uh, guy from the uh, the the Goodfellas cast, uh, Ray Liotta or Ray Bork. Ray Bork, Ray Liotta, good actor, not a Hall of Famer. Ray Bork, Hall of Famer all the way, and I'll just leave it at Ray Liotta. Kind of fell in a warm pool of butter with uh, his role in Goodfellas. Eh? Like like he like he played it well. But they could, probably could have inserted person here. Right. Like, he just that happened sense? to be the guy. Yeah. Without a doubt. He did a good job, and he, and he did his role. Yeah, he filled the role. role for, but they could have he, put He did it like, Karen! Anyone, but, yeah. Karen! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, over the Christmas holidays, Dave, they, they didn't have it so much this year as year, in years past. The Stevie Wonder commercial. 
uh, with on the Apple, whatever it was. And, and this kind of got me thinking that Stevie Wonder isn't as blind as people think he is. But anyways, that's our story for another day. But uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, the, uh, the Motown legend, or the other Stevie Wonder from Motown, Detroit Red Wings, Steve Eisenman or Stevie Wonder? Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, the real Stevie Wonder. Not Stevie Y. For sure he is. And, like <laughs> I, and, and it, I, it bothers people say this. Like, it, it, it's, it's obvious. Funny. Like, you know, and the Hall, I think a Hall of Fame career in music is harder than a Hall of Fame career in hockey. Steve Eiserman, I hold in such high regard, but I didn't care who you were going to say. It was going to be Stevie Wonder. I, I love Stevie Wonder. I love his music. I love, I love the funk. I love the shit that that guy does. And I like rediscovering his music all the time. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I, I'm, I'm probably going to go with Stevie Wonder. Uh, Eisman, great. Uh, he also fell himself in. He's a great player, uh, but he fell himself a warm pool of butter when he had some pretty bad teams early in his career. Then when Bowman came in and he readjusted his career to uh, win some Stanley Cups there in, in, uh, in Title Town, or they called it there. Uh, great player, Hall of Fame player, no doubt about it, but I, I, I'm going to agree with you on, on Stevie Wonder there. And, um, and to Eisman. Is is totally making a, a resume for uh, Ooh, Hall of a, Fame career as a general manager. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, because this that that Tampa Bay team is hits, and they're still really good. And Detroit's going to make some some waves with the guys they and got they're coming, coming up. Now. up. Yeah, yeah, We're, like yeah. time will tell. But like Detroit's going to be a four. Like I ha I have no doubt Detroit is going to be a fourth in four years. Yeah, he's he's been done very well. Uh, let's get back to the World Juniors here a little bit. Uh, two teams that. Uh, in two moments, two guys that did a lot. Uh, one, one guy's career has gone one way. Another guy's had a good career now. He's in, in Seattle now with the, uh, with the Kraken. I'm, what a fucking terrible name. But anyways, but let's talk about their World Junior times. World Junior Jonathan Taves or World Junior Jordan Eberle? Who is Ooh. better? Ooh, good one, hey? That is because there's never been more clutch moments. Um... Ooh, that's a spicy meatball. That is a spicy meatball. Do you know what I'm <laughs> going to say? I'm going to say that the way that everybody was, he happened to be the guy in the spot and he had incredible poise and scored the goal. Yeah. Jonathan. Two Taves, years in a row. He got the one. He got the one against the, in the semifinals the year after against the Americans, I believe, to tie it up. Yeah. Yeah. But two years in a row. Yeah. But he happened to be on the ice. Yeah. Jonathan Taves said, put me on the ice. Yeah. I'm gonna, and, like, and I think he scored four penalty shot goals. Something like that against Al Montoyo, I think it was, for the uh, the Americans. And there. scored every fucking time. I wonder if Taves is the guy for that question for who is better for the World Junior uh, Taves versus Everly thing. I wonder if Taves knew the rules. If he was like, what do you mean I'm up again? I just shot. I'm done. No, you're nah, up again. You wonder if he nah, knew the rules at that point. Taves ain't no dummy. Everly, Everly was a goal of the moment. And then next year he did it again. Yeah. But the the moment didn't choose him. Taves chose the moment. 
Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, it was, uh, it was. Yeah, no, uh, fuck it. I'll that score. That shooter was phenomenal. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Whatever. If, can I'll I go again? Yeah, on, right on. I'll score on this goal all day. Oh, what Just a heart. To be the goalie, Al Montoya was a Michigan guy. Uh, and, that would have been a different like, move oh. every time, right? It'd be like, oh, I stink, man. There was a guy, Dave, when I played junior, uh, played the Calgary Canucks. I can't remember his name, but we would go to a shootout with these fuckers night in, night out, all season long. I played them like eight times during the season. And I bet you five went to a shootout for whatever. Like, we were terrible. This fucker would score me every time with the exact same move. And I was like, oh, okay, fuck. Because I, in my head, he, he stuck in the exact same thing again. Every time, same fucking thing. Made me look dumb. And that's why I'm sitting here talking to you on a, on a fourth-rate podcast. We're from fifth-rate to fourth-rate. But As anyways. opposed to us, like, hanging out in your uh, fucking Vernon <laughs> yeah. uh, retirement podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Who knows? But anyways, it's it just funny. Uh, another one here for you, Dave. Uh, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh, who's got a chance to go to a national championship for the first time, uh, or... Muppet creator Jim Henson. <laughs> I don't know why I, I picked you know that one. I'm going to say that Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> I, I love that guy. I love him because he was a Michigan man and he played for the. the uh, yeah, he, the but he lost it. all credit when he went to Stanford. Fuck Stanford. Anyway, but he went to Stanford and he made them a winner. Then he went to San Fran and made them a winner. And then he went to Michigan, and, and like the expectations were so high. Like God, like the only thing that guy ever did in his career was win. Yeah. But Jim Hansen, do you know what that guy did? He put joy into the world. Smile on people's faces, man. Smiles on people's faces. He created. If it wasn't for Jim Hansen, we would not know Kermit the Frog. I remember the Muppet Show as a kid. Um. The as Muppet Christmas as, stuff is great. Oh, uh, just all of great. it. As much as I love Michigan football, and I love for I love that uh, Michigan is doing something this year. Jim Henson is my answer. Jim Henson, I agree with for the better uh, for the betterment of the planet, not for the betterment of football. We got New Year's Eve coming up. I got two more. Uh, actually, I'll start this one first. Uh, home this week. It's been nice. Uh, we had a little disaster in the kitchen this morning, but whatever. Uh, but uh, breakfast and lunch and things and been home. It's great. Um, Kevin Bacon or just bacon? Whoa. You know what? <sighs> I didn't think this could this much this much thought, but I think it's a good question. Well, Who is better, bacon or Kevin Bacon? I think I think uh, Kevin Bacon has made a really good uh, stretch, and 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 there is that game like when you have a game named after you. Six after degrees you of Kevin three, Bacon. Yes, I'm still gonna say Bacon. The real I like thing. Bacon. I I still like the way Bacon makes your house smell. This Bacon's just good. Like yeah. you know, you I, can't I like overdo bacon. it and everything. Yeah. I'd rather the be. Uh, I'd rather say no to bacon than like where's the rest of the bacon. Yeah, that's right. Uh, last I've, one. I, I've never Sorry. said this movie needs more Kevin. Or Kevin bacon. bacon. I've never said that. No, probably won't. In fact, on Christmas Day, I stayed at the family brunch, 
There was one piece of bacon left on the tray. And I said, is anyone going to take this bacon? <laughs> you save uh, that piece of bacon for Chris Chelios every well, time. Well, you know, I had my appropriate amount. Everybody had their appropriate yeah. amount. And then I was starting to, like, you know, do the cleanup. I, there's one more piece of bacon left. Would anyone like it? One Mississippi, two Mississippi in my mouth. Got uh, we got one more. <laughs> we got one more. Who is better? New Year's Eve coming up. Uh, you're gonna be playing some tunes. Maybe I want to dance with somebody, having some drinks, having some shots. Who knows what you're gonna get up to, Dave? Who is better? What is better, Whitney Houston or Pink Whitney? Whitney Houston all the day, all yeah. day. Pink Whitney is just a little barstool thing, and and like and I, I made a mistake shit. a couple of years back, Dave, and I just thought you were just supposed to drink it straight or whatever. It's it, it's supposed to be mixed. Boy, oh boy, I had uh, two thirds of a bottle of that stuff, and I, whew, she did a number on me, man. You got a little shittered, but like you know, like I got a little shittered. That's yeah. like drinking vodka, where it's Whitney. Oh, that's, that's all it was. You know what I I. I wish she had a better uh, outcoming or better outcoming, outcome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that woman could sing. It was a joy. Her voice was a joy. A lot of fun. I would have danced with somebody and all those songs. They were fun. Oh. Songs. Still are to this day. Oh, yeah. And I would let, uh, that was that, that bodyguard soundtrack and fuck that girl. That woman could sing. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Uh, no, we'll leave it at that. I had a couple more, but we'll just leave it at that. Actually, one more. One more. Yeah, let's go one more. Well, I got two. Well, then go two more. Whatever. Okay. I got uh, opinions as a day as long. We'll, we'll get to the uh, – we'll go back to a, a world junior guy, number 88, Eric Lindros, uh, won a world championship with uh, Team Canada in 1991 in Saskatoon, or uh, guitar legend Eric Clapton. Who is better? Um, I'm going to go with the career that it's harder to have a longer career to have respect for. And I don't think Eric Lindros really gets the respect that he had. He should be. He was, he was big. He was strong. He was so fucking talented. Better than everybody. God, that, fuck, that guy was fucking good. Oh, he was so good, but uh, he had a... It's not long a, enough. He got yeah, Stevens. He had, a, he had a fragile dome. Yeah, yeah. he did. So I'm going to... And, and I hate Eric Clock. I, I was never really an Eric I'm not Clark a fan. fan. I'm, I don't dislike him, but I'm not a... But over time, and I guess in the, in Clapton's an anti-vaxxer too, so now we're going to... Oh. Into this yeah. Hall of Fame uh, post-career shit. Um, you know, because of the anti-vaxxer, I'm going to go Eric Lindros. I can't believe that. That surprised you guys. I thought you would have been like, I can't stand Lindros. Because I remember you saying that a show in the, a few months back, I fucking Lindros, fuck him, blah, 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 blah. It was funny. No, I just, I, I, I'm quite surprised. I thought you would have been Clapton for sure. Like, I thought that was a no doubt you're going to go Clapton. You know, and, I, and so did I when the question. But I'm was glad you've grown, like, like, Dave. In the in the in the in the 16 months we've been doing this, I'm glad you've grown. <laughs> I'm able to think out my arguments. Like sometimes they have to be out loud. That used to be like there I, was tw 12 months ago. You were like, "Fuck Charlie Woods and fuck him and fuck this and whatever." 
that, so, that, so in that, 12 I, months, I, you've grown. I'm understanding that, like, you know, like maybe when you think this stuff out loud, that, yeah. that, that, that led for content. This podcast game has made me think my thoughts out loud. Yeah, there you go. Good or bad. Uh, I don't care. That's up to you guys. One more. Uh, last one. It's not, it's pretty anticlimactic. Uh, tennis legend. I should have started with this one, but I didn't. Uh, tennis legend Billie Jean King or Scrooge star. Christmas movie I watched this week. Bill Murray. Who is better, Billie Jean King or Bill Murray? Oh, really? Like, we could do a whole segment on this, actually. Like, Billie Jean King is a pioneer. She's really a special person in the in the entire history of the world. Um, as far as Title IX, as far as... Ah, oh, God. No, I can't say. I won't say because uh, it's two different things. And I love Bill Murray, and I have his fucking T-shirt. They're all different things. And I know I get it, but that makes King, the segment so great. Billie Jean King was a pioneer, is a pioneer. Bill Murray is just fucking awesome. He's funny. I don't think Billie Jean. He's King a guy is I'd like awesome. to spill a beer with. You know what? And there's things on it. Dave, that's a, that's some fuck. I can't remember who. I think it was Jeremy Randall. When he was a drinking man, he quit. Whatever, no, no qualm, whatever. Um, but fucking awesome used to be a statement. He's fucking awesome. Bill Murray's fucking awesome. Like when the Cubs won the World Series, he was in the stands, and he was he was a kid in a candy store. To me, man, that guy, he's fucking awesome. And I can't say that about Billie Jean King. What she's done is fucking awesome, but. I'm going to go Bill Murray over Billie Jean King. I'm going to say I cannot make a choice on that. Because <laughs> Bill, leading the fifth. No, no, totally. Like Billie, Jean King, King, Billie Jean King did so much work uh, for women's rights and women's tennis. Like it was, it, it's actually amazing. It's, 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 we don't have time, but it, it, it's, it's mind numbing. Uh, like how she put she put her career in jeopardy to to put the women's tennis movement yeah. um fuck fuck it I love I love Bill Murray I'd rather hang out with Bill Murray all the time but Billy Jean King's better but Billy Jean King is better there we go Dave we got it somehow we'll uh, maybe go through everything in the next uh, I know you won't I know I won't maybe Jim will. But all the who is better is over the last eight, nine months that we've been doing this and uh, maybe put it on a on a piece of paper and then put it on Twitter, or Instagram or Facebook and see what people think. And because I, I don't know if we repeat, repeated very many of them, like who the guys who have been involved in it. But uh, it's a fun segment. That I quite enjoy because, uh, geez, it, you, you get thinking about things that, well, they don't matter. Well, who is better? It's a very simple, fun segment that we do on a bi-weekly basis I, 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 that I have a good time doing. And at the end of the day, nothing matters. Nothing matters. No one's listening anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But anyways, the 1420 <laughs> Sports Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself to need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? I want to see Jim swing at no high pitches. There you go. We'll see you. Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And I think we'll talk again on Thursday night.
We'll talk before the new year. One more episode in 2021. 2022 is going to kick so much ass. Oh, I yes. dare you to listen. I just oh, dare yes. you. We know. There we go. Talk to you later, folks.